こんにちはリスナーの皆さん久しぶりです It's been a while This is Terry of Finding Japan Here with another episode After another long, long, long hiatus Maybe not that long, but pretty long Not that long for me, but pretty long This is actually a kind of a special episode For two reasons uh, One is Pretty awesome guest and、uh, kind of an amazing, amazing, like heated, fun discussion that I have with the guest, who I'll mention in a bit. The other reason is because I'm not at home. I'm actually in Yokosuka, Yokosuka City,、uh, which is in Kanagawa Prefecture, and it's on the Miura Hanto, the Miura Peninsula. And I'm staying at a neighborhood or in a neighborhood or a place called Ashina. And、uh, at an old home, a kominka, which just means old house in Japanese. Apparently, the house was built,、uh, first built 150 years ago.、Uh, it's pretty nice. It's pretty done up. I mean, there's a couple of tatami rooms, and then there's kind of a modern kitchen and a modern dining room and modern bath facilities.、Uh, it's, a, it's a sweet little house. It's got that engawa, the outside hallway that kind of、uh, gets the sun, and you got some chairs on there, and there's Another sliding glass、uh, door to the outside or glass doors to the outside. I'll post pictures. I'm、uh, uploading stuff to my blog, terry.io, if you'd like to check that out. And also the Finding Japan page. You can check everything out there.、Uh, so, what am I doing here? I'm on a workation. So, in addition to my job at world famous fruit shop technology place, Um, in case world famous fruit shop doesn't quite get you there.、Uh, yes, it's a very, very famous company.、Uh, in addition to that, the job there, I'm a freelance translator,、um, occasional, very occasional podcaster, although that's not really, it's not making me any money, of course. This is all just a hobby. But I'm a freelance translator,、uh, copywriter. Uh, Japanese to English. Please do not ask me to translate things into Japanese. I mean, generally don't ask me.、Uh, well, ask me whatever you want, but it might be difficult. So、uh, I kind of wanted to reevaluate my, my business, my business plan, work on my website, do some writing, do some reading. So I、uh, booked an Airbnb, this 150 year old Kominka,、uh, for five days, Monday through Friday. Yeah. Well, yeah, five days, four nights. And,、uh, excuse me, that was a little bit of burpage. And I'm having a brain fart.、Uh, my brain fart is that I'm here at, in this house. And、um, I've been spending my days getting some work done, like regular work done, stuff, deadlines, things I have to get done, just helps to be away from everything. But also spending my days doing a lot of walking today in the neighborhood.、Uh, I think it's called Ogusuyama. I can't, I can't figure out. Some of the romanization says Ogusu, some of it says、uh, Okusu. I haven't talked, spoken, I can just ask somebody. Anyway, there's a mountain nearby. A mountain is kind of putting it, you know, a, a mountain like large hill. Uh, with a weather radar on top.、Um, and I,、um, pictures will be posted. I went for a hike 
about an hour. Yeah, I mean, up and down an hour, if even, not even. Pretty cool, though. Pretty good hike. Um, that felt nice. The ocean is nearby. Uh, although there's not, this is not really a beach area. There's like a, a marina uh, area. But at least the part I walked yesterday said, like, do not enter. Uh, looked kind of under construction slash private slash, yeah, boat marina. Anyway, it uh, wasn't really like there were cafes or any kind of place to chill. Um, I'll have to do a little more exploring. Um, so I've been walking around the neighborhood. I think this area is like very much like either yeah, retirement, but not like I'm old and I'm retiring, but just like good life. I want to have a good life here. People have homes. Um, there's some really nice homes and then there's more average homes, but it's really it's a nice area. There was some uh, when I went for a walk in the morning, kids were going to school in the afternoon. Kids are coming home from school like you can feel when I walk past people, a few people say hello. Um, not few people say hello. Some of the people say hello. A few people say hello. You know, like they're friendly, in other words. And the vibe is, the energy is very friendly, um, relaxed. Uh, I like it. It's nice. I think there's a place where you can do some kind of pottery or arts and crafts right next to where I'm staying. There's another place that's like that. It's all that kind of stuff. It's like a little hipstery by Japanese standards. Um, you know, and it's technically in Yokosuka City, which is not a tiny city the downtown main area of the city is on the other side of the peninsula but i mean this is japan don't you know this is not it's shaped like florida it's not the size of florida i mean calm down um it's just a little peninsula off the uh, south of tokyo anyway so walking shopping and cooking um Doing some reading, listening to a lot of jazz. Uh, been into the jazz lately. I don't know if I talked about this on the last episode I did millions of years ago. Probably not. I feel like I talked about jazz somewhere, but that may have been like a... Uh, that was probably a Twitch stream or something. Yes, my uh, end of the year holiday season has been full of jazz music. In other words, uh, Blue Note, the famous jazz label came out with this whole series of what their Blue Note Classics series. And there's a bunch of cool jazz albums uh, that they're issuing like two two a month for the next, since December through, um, did they come out November or December? Anyways, late last year, they started off with The Sidewinder by Lee Morgan. And what's the other one? Uh, the Sidewinder by Lee Morgan and another album but I'm 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 brain farting cuz I'm thinking about the next month which is McCoy Tyner's The Real McCoy and Horace Silver's A Song for My Father so those two came out next I got those but I also got Lee Morgan's The Sidewinder and I think that came with ah got it cleared up my mind it's Lee Lee Morgan The Sidewinder and I got that with uh, McCoy Tyner's The Real McCoy. The next month was the is the Horace Silver plus uh, Horace Silver, a song of song for my father. Plus it's um uh Wayne Shorter, Speak No Evil. 
that's the pairings. And then I think uh, next month, I can't remember what next month's going to be, but somewhere in there is going to be, for example, Cannonball Adderley's something else, uh, Maiden Voyage is coming out in the series, Dexter Gordon's Go, um, I don't think, no, not Blue Train. Joe Henderson, page one. I think that's it. Uh, and there's some others all throughout until July or something, two per month. So there's a few more uh, classic Blue Note titles coming out. So I got that. There's another Blue Note series called The Tone Poets, which is like kind of their, if the classics is their A-list, then The Tone Poets is a little bit more obscure, good, but more obscure albums. Although it's arguable. For example, the Sidewinder was Blue Notes, one of the most Blue Notes uh, best-selling albums, and it's based on the the main song. The Sidewinder is based on Boogaloo, which is a style of, uh, at the time, a very kind of popular jaunty style. Um, so it's very, you know, it's very um, up tempo and happy, easy go lucky, happy go lucky. Um, that's Lee Morgan, but. I also, with Tone Poet, I also got Lee Morgan's The Cooker, in which he does his rendition of a standard classic piece called A Night in Tunisia. The most famous is probably, is written by Dizzy Gillespie, but probably the most famous or popular rendition of it is by Art Blakey. It's amazing. The Art Blakey is amazing. The drums, I mean, Art Blakey was a drummer, and he just comes in so hard. Lee Morgan is a trumpeter, and it's a little more horn-oriented on his version. But that album, The Cooker, I'm, I think I like it better than The Sidewinder. I get it. Sidewinder is super famous. It kind of rescued uh, Blue Note. Like it like it was he's they sold a lot. Anyways, I'm going on and on. So I'm about to wrap up my long talk. So that's what I've been doing. So I've been listening to jazz while I'm here in Yokosuka. Um, what else have I been doing? I mean, that's, you know, reading books, working on my website, you know taking a long nap, futzing around, the usual, but trying to get up every morning at 5.30, between 5.30 and, you know, 6.30, um, trying to go to bed, you know, the latest, getting into bed by 10, but maybe falling asleep closer to, you know, 12, 11, maybe last night I I conked out by 11 or something, uh, trying to get that seven and a half hours of sleep, it usually ends up to being six hours, six and a half hours, um, you know. All that kind of life st life stuff, trying to change your life kind of thing. Listening to a cool book uh, by Cal Newton. He's a guy who wrote another book called Deep Work. This one is called Digital Minimalist. It's really cool, like how to escape Facebook and how to like different ways of using your leisure time, which it really gets into that. I thought it was more like, you know, how you could stay away. It's cool because it talks about how to why too much social media is bad for you and too much technology messing with like too much technology in the sense of your phone in your pocket and constantly checking your messages and constantly needing to be in touch and constantly needing to be needing to comment on posts or post your own stuff and wait for likes and all that you know that whole and we get it right all that like kind of obsessive behavior it's really cool because it's about that but that's okay but what i really like about it is when it starts talking about what you can do instead so I think you have low quality leisure versus high quality leisure and just how to spend more of your time like that. You don't need as much binging and laying around and doing nothing as you think you do, even if you're tired, like in a sense, having active leisure activities, proactive leisure activities actually will make you feel less tired. Like 
I guess you get fulfillment. And then, hey, look, get your sleep. I don't think he's advocating that you don't go to sleep. But this notion that, oh, man, I had a really hard day at work. Now I just want to, you know, drink a beer or four and just sit here and, and stupor or binge, you know, hours and hours of TV. I, th- I think it's right. I mean, who knows? You know, there's always the ideal and you're always trying to, you know, everyone's always trying to fix their life. So today's guest is uh, Stephen Bryant. This is a dude I've known for a long time. So um, back in my Kobe days, I used to work at an English language school called Clay Ecole. And um, he was there also. And we became friends. This was back like in so 15 years ago, 2005, you know, that whole time period. And uh, he's originally from Jamaica. Um, uh, via, is it, as it, he's from, he's a, is American via Jamaica. Is that how it goes? I can never know how to use that via thing, but, um, he's in the States now, but, uh, you know, we've known each other for a long time. We've kept in touch. Uh, a few years back, he was in Japan for a little bit. He was in Tokyo for a little bit. So got to see him then. And what was he doing in Tokyo is that, so the reason I wanted to talk to him is because one of his early endeavors that I've known of him, not early, I mean, he's an older guy than me, he's older than me, but um, one of the early projects that I know of his is his book, Black Passenger Yellow Cabs, uh, which I'll link to in, on the on the website. Uh, basically, the basic description is like his adventures as a black man in Japan, including the sexy, sexual, I should say, sexual raunchy side of it. And his experiences, and it's a good book. I think, you, yeah, you can get a copy of it on. I think you can get a Kindle copy of it, or you know, a real one, a real uh, Dead Trees book, on Amazon. It's it's great stuff, good stuff. Um, and I think he wrote that quite a few years ago, or at least he was working on it from quite a few years ago, and it was published a few years ago. Another project he's done is an autobiographical uh, one man play called uh, Doodoo Boy, and this is great. So this is again like does touch on some of the stuff in black passenger but also is a broader view of his childhood and his relationship with his his uh mother and father and then his kind of 20s and coming of age and uh it's brilliant i saw him perform it he stood up there for man an hour and a half by himself you know narrating his own story impersonating the people who appear in the story narrating his life and impersonating people who appear in his life and and you know kind of burying his kind of his humanity his his rawness his you know embarrassing things good things it's it's cool so check out those two things he's done uh black passenger yellow cabs and doo-doo boy so we get into it um if you hear a bunch of noise and things going on it's because he was driving in the car with his wife and and a lovely little his lovely wife and his sweet little new she's not newborn newborn but sweet little baby in the car and they were going across the golden gate bridge which is kind of cool <laughs> from san francisco back to their home and uh we uh we chatted up um we get into kind of they're gonna he's gonna he's planning on moving to japan or he's coming to japan in march so we get into it about being sick of the u.s why it's he thinks it's gonna be better to raise his child in japan 
I talk a little bit about my identity issues with Japan. Uh, you know, we bump heads a little bit, but that's how we go, you know. Um, you know, uh, he's a good guy, and, you know, I've known him for a little while, and I have a lot of respect for him, and it was fun. It was a great conversation. So, uh, you know, yeah, you know, if, if you can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen. Nah, it was good. It was good. It was good fun. So, hope you enjoy. All right. Well, man. I'm here with Stefan. How's it going, man? Good. You know, I'm I'm here in America counting down the months. Three more. Three more to go. So before you come back to Japan. So just to give everybody a little bit of a primer about you, I always like to think that you're the guy, famous author of Black Passenger Yellow Cabs. I think that's... Yes. Or the infamous author. The The infamous infamous author. author. (laughs) Ah, Infamy is, you know, these days, infamy might have more cachet than fame. So, I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, indeed, I am that author. So, 2009. Yeah, when was that? 2009. Can you okay. believe that? Weirdly, not as far. Well, I knew about it. I knew, I knew some of the gestation, so that's why it feels like more recent than, than I think of it. Right, right. Yeah. And because we've been friends for a long time, for a long yeah. time, so since the Kobe years since the kobe years yeah we were both teaching at an english language school good old uh which is i think no longer but uh, yes right right that's where we met i totally forgot about that yeah yes yeah 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 um sandro 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 i think is still doing his thing i haven't kept in touch or seen anything about him recently but some well he's somebody. in europe well, oh is he back know. in europe yeah, oh, okay i didn't know that from a long time ago from like 10 years ago he, he moved back and um i, I forgot his wife's name oh that's um, right friend, yeah okay we're friends on facebook and he has a daughter she must be he's oh god 18 by now 19 yeah anyway it's yeah. not about sandro today it's about you right. so you know people might not know you're originally from jamaica and then right your black passenger yellow cabs was about your experience. I mean, to put it bluntly, it's kind of a <laughs> sexualized or identity yeah. slash sexual journey in Japan. Yeah, it was an erotic memoir. Yeah. Erotic ethnographic like that. that's a, memoir. That's a great uh, erotic ethnography. That's a great uh, right. and memoir is good, too. We yeah. need a bookstore to so... have that section. Erotic ethnography. <laughs> <laughs> I created that section, actually. That was a problem when I wrote that book. They didn't have, uh, you know, it had to be either a memoir or erotica and, or an ethnography. And I said, no, I'm going to put all three together. I did. Yeah, you know, so I think the show is called Finding Japan. And so one of the questions I always ask starting off is, how did you find Japan? And I think your book is a great example of your finding of Japan. Whether that, you know, finding Japan doesn't mean you have to come to Japan. It could be, I was in the anime when I was five years old in my home country. Oh, right, right, right. But it's whatever got you connected, right? Whatever got you hooked. And then whatever, you know, started your journey either in Japan or related to Japan or however that is. Right. I, um, I discovered Japan, you know... Well, first of all, the question could be is is quite ambiguous, right? Finding Japan. How did you find Japan in British English would mean how did you like Japan? (laughs) Or it could be interpreted as how did you discover Japan? I like that British English. uh, Yeah. How did you find it? How was it? Yeah. I never thought about that. That's a great one. Exactly. So which is your meaning? Which is your definition? How did I discover Japan? How did I hear about Japan? How, how let's I start with how did you discover, and then let's talk about 
how you found it. <laughs> That's my terrible, terrible British accent. Oh, dear Lord. Oh, me. Oh, my. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, boy. Wicked. Absolutely wicked. Oh. Love that. All right, we better, so we better I, stop I, um... before an entire island nation cancels our asses. Anyway. I know. I know. Before we offend someone. Don't want to offend anyone, right? Anyway, so I found Japan. I discovered Japan because uh, from a, um, an ex-girlfriend of mine gave me a, loaned me a book about teaching English overseas. And I sent out three resumes in 2001. January 2001, I sent out three resumes, one in Saudi Arabia, one in uh, Dubai or Abu Dhabi, and one in Japan. Oh. And one to Japan, Rob. And the... The school in Japan, it used to be called America Ego Gakuin in Wakayama. It's now called Wishbourne. Um, they, you know, one of the managers contacted me and said, hey, you know, uh, we would like to interview. And if you could come over in the next couple of weeks, we will pay your fare. And that was it. That was it. Were you in Jamaica at the time, or was that already in the States? Where were I, I, you? I was in California. In I was California. in California. And in fact, I just completed an interview with Nova at the time, Nova uh -huh. in San Francisco. Yeah. And, um, yeah, because they so interview I, I overseas, the and then they bring you over, right? Yeah. Right, 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 right. That was way before their collapse in yeah, 2000. The infamous Nova. Ekimae Ryugaku. Yeah. Oh, right. Uh, right. They're back, in, they're back in business now, aren't they? Yeah, but not as the... Yeah, it's the name. Someone bought the name or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think yeah, it's that Saru. guy. Saru something. There's yeah. some... Saruhashi? They're, they're famous, infamous CEO. Yeah. I don't, right. I right, 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 right. Different company. So that's how I discovered Japan. I knew nothing about Japan. I knew nothing about animation, Japanese animation. I knew nothing about uh, Japanese comics, manga. I knew nothing about Japan except Toyota and, you know, Nissan and Hitachi and... Yeah. You know, major Japanese Fortune 500 companies. Nothing. I did it. I did no research. I did no nothing before I came. I just jumped on a plane and landed in Wakayama. I landed wow. in Kansai Airport. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So it's good to land in Kansai Airport. Years later, yes. you realize what an intriguing thing that is when you like, uh, you, you arrive in Kansai and you, you maybe you're in the Kansai area and you learn Kansai Ben and then one day you go to Tokyo yes. and you realize. Oh, I don't speak standard Japanese. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right, right. My Kansai Ben is not that great. You know, I did a TV commercial in Kansai Ben. And so people thought that, you know, I, I'm like fluent in Kansai Ben, but I only knew the lines um, to the scene of the, the TV commercial I was in. And I mean, apart from the Nandeyanen and the Nanigayanen, uh, mm. you know, Homai Kaginishukiya, that's all I know. Yeah. And, and, and Akan, you know what? Darren, the first yeah. word I learned in Kansai Ben was Akan. Which means? It means Dame, 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 Akan, Akan de. Yeah, yeah. No, can't be done, not allowed. I don't like it. It can also mean, like, I don't like that. I'm not, I don't want that. Yeah. Right. It's got a lot of meanings. Yeah. All negative. And how I learned that was when I lived in Wakayama, I lived in a little town called Arida. Um, which is where most of the book took place. Well, the early part to the book took place. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm letting the cat out of the back now. So anyway, I lived in this apartment, and below me there was this family of five. I think they had three kids, three, two boys and one little baby girl. And every morning, I kid you not, I woke up at like five or six o'clock. I can't, 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 I
And everybody told me it, was, it means to stop or don't do that or yeah. damn it. Every other word out of this woman's mouth was akande or akande. Yeah. That's, that was my first. My first By the way, for people who are learning Japanese, uh, the standard Japanese would be like ikenai. But the thing is, ikenai. akande has a lot more, there's a lot more contextual meanings. So it's, it's, and it's, it's very much a like habit. You know, like a very ingrained word in the daily life of Kansai people, as opposed to ikenai, which is kind of formal Japanese, like, that can't be done or you're not allowed or, you know, it's right. Yeah. Dame. Yeah. And, and Dame. yes, I yeah. use the word. I use the word to my my 15 month old daughter now. Yes. Even in America. Agan. Yeah. In Agan standard Japanese, in that case, you would say Dame. Yeah, you're right. It, it equates more to Dame than it does or not more, but it equates to Dame also. Yeah. It's yes. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Dialects are interesting. So I, I am looking forward to going back to Kansai and really brushing up on my Kansai band. I'm looking forward to my daughter learning Kansai band. I mean, I think that's just going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, oh, so, yeah. yeah. Trust me. Uh, the, yeah. The, the, the Padawan will soon outstrip the, the Jedi Master very quickly. Oh, totally. <laughs> Dude, I'm looking forward to learning from her. Yeah. Once she I'm goes to school to and has friends Japanese. and socializes, you're done. <laughs> By five, <laughs> she will speak far better Japanese. She won't have I... an adult vocabulary, but she'll have a much more natural native speaker yes, vocabulary. Yes, 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 yes. And she's going to help me. She's going to be yeah. my tutor. She's going to help that... me read, too. I love the phenomenon of talking to a child who's a native speaker of a language. Because I remember saying to a Japanese, when I was teaching English to kids, and we finished the lesson. And I start speaking to her in Japanese. And I said, what are you going to do during the weekend? And the week word for week, weekend is shumatsu. She's, shumatsu, she's maybe yeah. six years old, seven, maybe. Yeah, we said six or seven. She's like, what is shumatsu? And I realized, oh, yeah, she's a native Japanese speaker, but she's six years old. <laughs> so it's like Saturday and Sunday. You know, what are you doing? Are you doing something fun? You know, and I, it was an interesting, um, you know, a little bit of a linguistic phenomena. Right, 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 right. Clearly speaks better Japanese than me, but at the level but of a But some words she doesn't know, right? Yeah. The vocabulary is not as large. Yeah. I am totally looking forward to that, man. Completely looking forward to that. She's yeah. going to help me so much with my Japanese and, and especially my reading. Because, you know, I'll have to... I'm going to try my best to keep up with her as, as long as I can. Do you, so. do you like reading? I mean, are you, a, are you a pretty big reader in English? Like, are you, are you a voracious reader? I'm not a voracious reader, but I like to read nonfiction. I don't read fiction. You don't read fiction. Although, you, not only are you the author of Black Passenger Yellow Cabs, you are also the author of Only Begotten. I just feel like saying it like that. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, which, so, um, <laughs> which we, we've adapted to. I've adapted to a screenplay, um, Bird Circle Lane. And I'm also the author and performer of Doodoo Boy, the solo play. Yes, you are. We will get to those. We'll definitely get to Doodoo Boy because I do want to talk about that. Because uh, it, well, actually, we can start talking about it now because, in a sense, it's less Japanese centric and it's more overview of your life. Although it includes a lot of Japan, but it's an overview right. of your life. Um, yes, yes. It specifically deals with my relationship with my father. With your father, yeah. Uh, with my absent father. By the way, it's a, um, it's a solo play. Would you say it's yeah. is that is that the appropriate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a solo play. It's uh, soon to be available on on, on Amazon Prime. In fact. And I've I'm seen it. It's now. amazing. I mean, how long? Yes, did you go? saw you it an hour and a half you by yourself. It. It's just, oh, it's amazing. Yeah, an hour and a half, ninety minutes. Yeah, 
Um, you saw it at uh, Pink Cow? Yep. Yes, right. Yeah. 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 Uh, I've so, also read Black Passenger Yellow Cabs. I will, I will uh, admit, confess to not getting through Only Begotten. <laughs> um, no, that's fine. That's fine. Only Begotten is not really even officially published as yet. No, because I, long story, I sort of got discouraged and I was just more concerned with like adapting it to screenplay because people are into film now. People are into video. People mm-hmm. don't like reading. Um, yeah, I think those things are si- kind of cyclical. I mean, audiobooks are huge. You should do an audiobook. That would be. I know. Yeah. I've been procrastinating to do that for ten years now. That I, I think my... may be, you know, a quicker way to get to your get your art out directly than. I mean, hey, look, if you write a screenplay and make a movie, man, I'll be the first person to congratulate you. But I think an audiobook would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think you're right. I need to. I need to set a reminder on my phone to remind me to do an audiobook. Because people have been requesting this for the last ten years. Why did you do Black Passenger in an audiobook? And I, oh, and I used yeah. to do voiceovers. Black Passenger in uh, ooh, an audiobook yeah. would be crazy town. Please, so please. I think, I think you know what? That's going to be my next project. Nozomi, could you please hold me to that? Hold my feet to the fire. An audiobook for Black Passenger. I've been procrastinating. I started it. I started recording it back in two thousand nine. Um, but I. Do you have a decent recording situation? Because that's really important with audiobooks. Uh, ah, dude, I think with the technology now, you can do that on your phone. And it's yeah, you can, but just make sure even then, sometimes people don't do good audio quality, and it's very annoying to go through hours of a great story oh, no, 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 that no, no, sounds no, terrible. No, my, no, my, my standards are pretty high. Okay. I, mean, I used to, that's how I made a living in LA before oh, I moved okay, to Japan, okay. doing you know voiceovers. What, okay, you know what you're doing. All right, just making sure. Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't, pu- I wouldn't put out anything shitty. Yeah. I wouldn't put out anything with, you know, you can hear the dog barking in the background or, mm-hmm. or my baby crying in the background. Or, it is uh, a weird fine line, though. Like, there, are, there, is, there is a certain kind of shittiness that actually is very a- attractive and endearing. It's just hard to do. And most people just yeah. do shitty, and then it's shitty. No, 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 no. Uh, I'd be going in a quiet place, and I'd, I'd do yeah. it properly. Uh, you know, I don't do mediocre mediocre mediocrity and me we just we're not friends so if uh my name's gonna be attached to it then it has to yeah. be good but i'm looking man that would be awesome that is so awesome. yes yeah i'm gonna do that oh okay okay, okay, okay. okay. I'm, I'm actually going to so when i get back to japan i'm going to get it translated to japanese and get it published in japan in japanese oh man that's and a i'm also too. what do you think what do you think what do you think, think the response great. I think it's a great thing. Um, well, like, you know, who knows about, uh, you know, h- how much you can break into a into the Japanese, you know, book market. I don't know. I'm not a professional in that. I don't know anything about that. But the idea of your experiences and the way for Japanese people to be able to read how someone from another country came to their country and experienced things. And, you know, mm. yeah, the themes of sexualization mm. and sexuality and race. And yeah, all those I think are are some something that I think a lot of Japanese people just don't even realize. Or do you think they'd be receptive know. though? Do you do you think they would be receptive, or do you think that they? I think be I think that's based on the juiciness. Think- I mean, no, that those are the heavy themes, perhaps. But I think the thing that's going to attract people anywhere, anytime, is the juiciness of the story. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a great. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time since I've read it, but I remember tearing through it. I mean, it's a great, you know. You're a great writer, and 
your person. Oh, thank you. The things that's interesting enough for me, perhaps because I, I mean, I live, I've lived, I live in Japan. I've experienced Japan. I'm different from you, but in some, you know, some things overlap. But what was really interesting for me was your background growing up in Jamaica. Like th- those passages right. were really like, oh wow, like those those older women around you and how they sexualized you and right, interesting, right, right, you know, right. I was like, whoa. Okay. I, I think that a lot of Japanese people won't be able to relate to that. They'll be like, eh, so not this guy, eh? Yeah, so, but you know, just because happens. you don't relate to something via your own experience, that's not always like there's the, there. Of course, there has to be connecting connective tissue but i think there will be you know i don't know right 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 where that will be <clears throat> so that's a good that, yeah. that's a that's a big project that i'm gonna be mm-hmm. getting on when i get back to japan um and black do the boy uh i'm i'm hopefully well it's gonna be released on amazon prime like i said uh and it, there's gonna be some japanese subtitles mm-hmm. so and they're gonna be multilingual subtitles but japanese is going to be one and and hopefully the japanese market will be welcoming to that also mm-hmm. um uh, and then you know i'm working on this this feature which sort of came to a halt with the covid thing but now we're going to do a short we're trying to raise some funds to make a short version to raise some funds for the feature okay Next version so oh, interesting yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's what's going on, and yeah. um, it's 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 so been quite a journey. With you know, w- w- when you look back, because the things that happened that you experienced in Black Passenger Yellow Cabs, mm-hmm. you know, that might have been your well that 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 book tells the story of how you discovered how you found Japan. Um, how would you like that initial experience? You know, with living in a small town and uh, some of your interesting uh, sexual experiences and also probably, mm-hmm. you know, your interactions on a, like, individual, like, a, on, on a race basis or a cultural di- basis. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess, to keep it simple, how, how did you end up finding it, you know, the British sense? Uh, <laughs> um, I, I found it stimulating. Uh, to the point where I really never want to leave Japan. And when I le- do leave Japan and, for example, come back to the States, uh, I, I pine after that stimulation daily. One of the things I love about Japan is that I am stimulated daily, whether it's by language, whether it's by learning to read or learning to speak this new language, which I'll, I'll never master. I, I'll never master ever. It's not going to happen. Hey, I'm 56 years old. Me too. And I've been speaking Japanese since I was nine years old. I'm never going to master right. it. And if you can't master it, then there is absolutely positively no hope for me. But I really enjoy trying. I really enjoy trying to master this language. Um, and so, but when I'm in America, I speak English. I, blah, I'm used to this shit. You know? There's nothing new under the sun for me in the United States or in the West for that matter. Um, but when I'm in Japan, I get stimulated every day. And that's what I, that's how I find Japan. You know, I learn a new kanji and I see it, you know, in, in action. I see it in writing. I see it at the train station. And I go, oh, yeah, that's the kanji for acceptance. And wow. And then I read about it. So I don't, I'm not that engaged with society or with my surroundings 
when I'm in America. I'm just, it's like a sentence. When I'm in America, it literally feels like I've come back to an ex-girlfriend that I, I just sort of like outgrew and it's just painful coming back. None so I find, you're not... I find Japan very stimulating to, to, in a nutshell. You don't find any of the multi- multicultural aspects or the maybe not so much like, you know, America might be something very familiar to you, but America is also composed of so many different cultures and viewpoints. I don't care about that. Okay. I really don't. I really don't care about the diversity. I think I, I, you know, I found myself for the first time at 36 years old when I moved to Japan, uh, being in this, this uh, ethnically homogeneous place. I felt really comfortable being the only African person Mm-hmm. on a train every day i like that and japan japan a funny i've only heard one other person make this comment and i understand it because i felt the same way japan is the first place i felt really comfortable being african being black and by the way when i say african i i use it instead of black i hate the term black as in reference to myself or africans because i think that it minimalizes it, it, it discounts us and it just it, it minimalizes to like color to like some Crayola color right there's no black land yeah but but, there is Africa all right I mean if you like so, to be but you don't mind being minimali- minimalized to a continent well, I guess that's better <laughs> that yeah you were, because that I have you, an origin that it's, you weren't it's, it's, born it's, in and maybe you have never been to I don't know if you've been to Africa I've never been there but it doesn't matter if I've been there or not I'm still mm-hmm. African I mean see that's there's a difference between my socialization and for example, maybe yours, because as an African growing up, born in, being born and raised in Jamaica, we're socialized to understand that we're Africans. Jamaica is just an extension of Africa. Kingston is, is bomba-clad Lagos. If you've been to Kingston and you've been to Lagos or any other city in, in you know, Nairobi or and, something. Yeah, not, Lagos is fine. Lagos is in Nigeria. I know. <laughs> yeah. So, and most of the, the slaves that went to Jamaica... Uh, most Jamaicans are, are of Nigerian descent, including me, mostly Nigerian descent, 40 mm. something percent. So, so anyway, I, I diverse. I, uh, I diverge. Digress? Um, I think digress is the I word digress. Yes. What, what was, what was I saying? You know, I'm getting old and. Oh, um, well, just how Japan was the first time you felt. Yeah. Comfortable. Uh, comfortable. Being myself. <clears throat> being an African person. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm African. Yeah. I'm an Negro. Yeah, I'm black. And none of these people are. That would not, They're, you did not feel comfortable about that in a majority black country like Jamaica? No. Just, oh, wow. For some reason, I didn't, um, I didn't think about that. I really didn't think about that, actually. I didn't have to think about that. Yeah. Well, that's what I I'm saying. Isn't, that, about isn't that. that comfort when you don't have to think about it? I didn't know that it was comforting until, because I, <laughs> until I moved to America and the UK. Well, yeah. Well, those places specializes in making you know, yeah, blackness uncomfortable. Um, right. As for African versus black, my thing is it's black with a capital B. It's not a Crayola. Color, I don't. You crayon. know what, Terrence? Terrence, I think that's preposterous. I no, think it's, it's absurd. Not. I think no, it's, it's absurd. Not. Okay. It's absurd to not capitalize black in the media. I mean, oh no, in, no, no. In, I in agree print. with it. Because hmm? I capitalize it. Why capitalize white? Why can't we capitalize yellow? Want to capitalize brown? Well, they should if they want to make sense. movements for that. But I think I'm glad that the New York Times and places have decided to capitalize black because it's not a color I, identity. It's the word we use a color word, but it's the essence of it I, is not about color. 
I mean, I, no. I totally, I, I, I'm in total disagreement with that. I think okay. that we should promote the term African because we are African people. I, and we should but then the distinction the between African people who actually grew up in Africa. Yeah, I think that runs into semantic and linguistic issues. I don't have a problem with being called African. I just don't know if that's the appropriate communicative distinguisher between me. So I guess African-American then, I mean. Yeah, but, but, but Terrence, at the end of the day, you're biracial, right? You're Afrasian. Well, I'm a lot of things, but yeah. That's why yeah, I like to have so, conversations about who I am, not labels about who I am. So I always tell people when people say, "Are you?" When Japanese people ask yeah. me, "Are you half?" I say, "My mother's Japanese." That's an explanation. I don't, I don't say yes, I'm half. I don't say this and that. I just say my mom's Japanese and my dad's a black man from Mississippi. You know, but, black but Terrence, American. Yes. Regardless of how idealistic you might be, I'm not trying to be idealistic. I'm trying to explain who I am rather than having to get that caught up in the labels i can understand where you're coming from with the african label with saying you're african but there's i don't think there's a magical solution you're going to find in what word choice you make it's people can see that you're black by visual vision you know by visuals yeah and you can explain yes, yes, hey yes. i'm i was born in jamaica i'm from jamaica i'm an american i live right. in japan or whatever it is you want to explain about yourself right right right, right. yeah but but for me you know, I'm not going to. It's okay. I'm not going to start a movement. This is the spice of the podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to start a movement to to uh, to get the term. I'd like, well, to get the term African more recognized over black. But but here's the thing: the origin of that that term black is from African Americans who originally did not want to have anything to do with their African heritage. You know, Marcus Garvey was trying to tell everybody, look, as long as you're a black man, you are an African. We are African people. It doesn't matter where we, where the boat docked and where we came off the boat or dragged off the boat. We're still African people. But Africans in America wanted to separate from Africa, the continent. Africans in America are the, the Africans who are furthest removed from the African continent regarding culture yeah, there are historical identity. reasons there are very clear and i think valid I historical reasons for that but totally i understand mm -hmm. that i understand that i totally understand that. i appreciate that in fact i'm just i'm just making a statement as to why it is that now we're at this point where the we we the term black in reference to you and i um is more dominant than the term african oh i understand that i'm just not sure if I mean, if you personally want to say, hey, I, I like to be referred to as African or that's, that's the identifier that I want, I think that's great. And yeah. I'm not, I personally also would never be insulted if someone said I'm African. I would be a little bit, I would, to me, it's more of a, I would feel that's a little bit, I guess if I put it clearly and directly, a little bit disrespectful to people who are actually from Africa. Like, from, right, right, yeah. right. And that's what bothers me about it. Bother is the wrong word, but it's just like, I want to be respectful of the fact that I don't want to be running around. Well, you know, you know I'm African. I'm African too. And then some dude from Nigeria, Whoa. Lagos is like, you know, straight out of Lagos, motherfucker name. You know, ah, what are you talking about? Ah, you're not African. Ah, what yeah. is this? Ah, you're yeah. not African. No, no, you don't. I understand your point. But I think at the same time, you and my child are Afrasian people. Mm-hmm. And whether we like that label or not, that is the reality. Yeah. Um, so 
you shouldn't feel uncomfortable because you might be offending a, a continental African person. You should. The reality is that you're really not African. You're African. You're an yeah, Asian. Yeah. Well, I'm also American. I'm also. That's what I'm trying to yes, say. Like, yes, like yes, I think. Yes, yeah. Just, you know, not. And identifiers are. They're multiple. They're not just geographic. You know, yes, ethnicity is a controversial, you know, okay, we'll put that aside. Uh, race and ethnicity and all that. This gets a little right. mangled, but let's just keep it with identities generally. But so to me, it's just a conversation. Someone asked me, hey, you know, uh, you know, what's your background? It's easy. My mom's Japanese and my dad's African-American or my dad's black Terrence, guy from Mississippi. Terrence, you're, yeah. you're our, an American of African and Asian descent. Yeah, I understand that. But Africa is a huge place. Asia is a but, huge but, place. So is, so is Asia. So is Asia. Yes, Asia I just said that. I just said that. Uh, okay. But I, I just, I don't know. I don't find the uh, dexterity in the, in the label. It's fine. I'm, yes, I have ancestors from Africa. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm rather proud of it. It's fine. But I just, that's not, I don't know. Maybe that's not the hill I'm, I'm not going to die on. We're not dying on any of these hills. <laughs> that's not the hill I'm going to plant my flag on. That's all I'm saying. You know, well, there's that okay, phrase, okay. right? Is that okay, the hill you're going to die on? A... Really? Okay. <laughs> but, that's all I'm trying to okay. say. I hear you. It's interesting. I, I am intrigued. I am intrigued or very interested in your, your statement of comfort, how Japan made you go, oh, man, I'm comfortable here in my skin. And that's yes. cool. Yeah, because it, you know what? I just remembered re the reason, the main reason why I was comfortable is because for all, in fact, even in Jamaica, my whole entire life being around African people, other African people, I never fit in. Hmm. And I never felt comfortable because, like, for an, in Jamaica, I, you know, I was raised in this church cult on this churchyard. So I didn't, I wasn't socialized with regular people. So I didn't know how to fit in. I was always staring at people and observing people. In America, I couldn't fit in with African-Americans because I, I wasn't, like, quote, unquote, keeping it real. I was in yo motherfucker. So well, I, yeah, I didn't let, fit yeah. in. Let's not, let's not give that subculture was, too much well, uh, uh, credit and equivalence. Well, I mean, I'm not giving it credit. It's, it's yeah. my experience. That's my experience. Yeah. I mean, I literally remember going to my one semester in high school in America. And when I tell people that, uh, tell African-Americans that I, I'm going to be doing my homework, the, I was literally told that I was not keeping it real for, for aspiring to get good grades. I was told it. Yeah, yeah this, I, this I believe you. You people. talked about this so, in Doodoo -doo Boy. Also, right. whenever you remember that memory, just remember this. I always think of Chris Rock's joke. Yeah, keeping it real. Real dumb. <laughs> That's right, what you, yeah, weren't, exactly. That's what you exactly. weren't doing. So don't sweat exactly. it. Even other, right. even Chris Rock, <laughs> if, if Chris Rock's on it, other black people are on it too. Right. Yeah. So, I, mean, I know what you're trying to so say. So when I came to Japan, I didn't have to fit in. I was so completely different from ah, everybody I here. I get it. Now. That I That's... didn't have to, even if I was insecure and I wanted to fit in, it would be in Bombaclat possible. Wait, could you give me a little lowdown on this beautiful, lovely, delightful Jamaican patois of Bombaclat? Bombaclat. It's profanity. But B-U-M-B-O, for all you people out there who are misspelling this on the internet, in the media, B-U-M-B-O, C-L-A-U-T, Bombaclat. What does it roughly mean? Like an idiot? Or like a... 
Dumbass. Your bumbo is your butt. Your bumbo is your butt. Okay. Your ass. Your rump. Okay. And the cloth is a cloth that piece of cloth that you wrap around your butt. Okay. But it comes off that's to a, like what well, you're just you're just a Ah, uh, it probably it probably is similar to motherfucker. Yeah, okay. The fuck. All right. Yeah. It's cool. it's it's uh it's it's a, it's along those lines of offensiveness. Hmm. And you could, you know, there's bomba clot, there's ras clot, there's blood clot, there's pussy clot, and you can string them together if you want to be real offensive. If you hear somebody say, hey, bomba ras, pussy, blood clot, you mean somebody's going to die. Oh. So the, vacate the premises. Oh, wow. Some, somebody's going to die. You know the thing no, about insulting be... words in another language or in another <laughs> no. dialect is that it takes a moment. It just it just sounds cool and funny and interesting. It doesn't I have know. a visceral. You know, it's like it's an interesting thing when we think about the N word, right? Like, like yeah, yeah, I know yeah. it's just a word, but I swear, <laughs> and I've been people have been inappropriate with it. It is. I don't know what it is. I mean, I know what it is. I can intellectualize what it is, but I don't know what it is that like when a word has this power and you're like where does it get this power from and yes i i know but it's like it's so strange and then the word that doesn't have like to me right now but my danger is that i'm gonna be running around the streets of kingston and thinking it's funny going oh the cloud and get my ass whooped. no no don't do that you know yeah. you know it's like it reminds me of when i learned some italian i learned like italian yeah gross italian swear words you know vaffanculo stronzo delinquente porco dio pezzo merda cazzo that's like the worst thing you can say in yeah. Italian ever. So yeah. I, I met this Italian guy in Jamaica and I greeted him with literally yeah. greeted him with that, right? That's like greeting somebody with motherfucker, suck my dick, or suck your mother, your bum, marascla, pussy, whatever. Fuck off. Literally, that's, yeah. that's the meaning of that, right? So yeah, I understand because. It's, your, it's not your language, right? So you don't really understand how offensive, how grossly you have, offensive. You have, no, you have no visceral connection to it. No, so, nothing. Yeah. No connection, right? So you just like willy-nilly use it out like you're saying, hey, how are you, Bob? Bum, morass, pussy, blood, God. No, don't do that. <laughs> you know, yeah. takes it's so me. hard. Besides, to... you'll, get, you'll get arrested anyway. You'll yeah. get arrested if you're in Jamaica. Profanity. And you're, yeah. you're using profanity, you'll yeah. get arrested. It's so hard to explain to someone. I've had to explain, uh, talk to people about how in Japan, in the Japanese language, using the wrong form of you is extremely insulting. Oh, (laughs) I got into an argument. I got irritated with my mom one day and I was just like, out of irritation, I didn't even, I said it and I went, whoa, I said that? Man, I must be really irritated. And it just came Uh, out. I went, I just, oh my, and my mom just stopped looking at me like, and it was like, as if I had called her, you know, a bitch, you know, something horrible. Uh, I just said you. I said a form of you. And it's not even the worst form of you. <laughs> and yet that's how that's that's language is, you know. And when I said it, I felt so bad because for me, I understand the vis- I have the visceral understanding of that, you know. Right, 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 right. And so it's so interesting to. That's why it's yeah, interesting so that's when you why teach I, Japanese. I, I, when you teach Japanese to people, often you need to teach them overly formalized Japanese at first and then let them break down their Japanese. Because if they start off with very informal Japanese, they're likely to insult a lot of people. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was my problem. That was my problem. I started out with, uh, yeah, I should have learned Keigo initially, which, yeah. you know, I, I'm looking forward to learning Keigo when I get back. 
Yeah, but, you, um, water, but yeah, you water it down, right? At first, you're running around going, Ufutari-sama, and it sounds pretentious. And then you eventually learn to not say that. No, but you know what, though, man? I'm so looking forward to saying Ufutari-sama because it's funny coming from a black guy. It's kind of funny coming from an African. It's are you like going to be working in the service industry? Because you're never going to say it if you don't work in the service industry. Because it's but I mean, because you don't because use... you wouldn't refer to yourself that way. You wouldn't go to a restaurant and go, "How many of you?" You wouldn't say "Oftari sama." That's like saying, "Oh, the 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 uh, the honorable, yes. righteous, royal two of us are here." I know, like, <laughs> I know, but that's why I think it would be funny because here is this foreigner using strict kego. This this African, this black guy using strict kego all the time. 24 yeah, hours a it's day. not funny because like, it's like it's if, well, you come off as if you don't know how to uh, code switch, which is not funny. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. it doesn't. I get where you're going, what you're trying to think is going to happen, but what people are going to go is this person doesn't code switch. It's weird, and then you'll get extra alienized, and it's not a yeah, it's not it's not a good way. People, they'll be not they'll okay. be, Most people will be pleasant about it to you, but it's not. Yeah, they'll like talk about me behind my back, like yeah, or just you'll end up in the They'll feel you'll they'll put you in the like kooky yominai zone. You're not reading the air. <laughs> yeah, it's not, yeah, yeah. Like if you know how to do it, obviously jokingly, it could be. Yeah, it has moments. But if you're doing it all the time, or you just don't. Yeah, know how to, if I'm going around saying Sesha Stefan Destin, you know. Well, that might be that might be jokey enough because Sesha is kind of antiquated. So so people get it. The context helps, but. Like, if you're with friends and you're always speaking in a kego, or even, it's not even be, yeah, it, it can even be, it doesn't have to be that strong of a kego, but when informality and friendliness is required and you're not doing that, people will actually think, right, yeah. one, are you, are we not friends, really? Are you upset about something? Have I yeah, done something? Yeah, like, it's yeah. very, yeah. So, yeah. 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 It's interesting. Yeah. Language is interesting. I, I, I understand. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. But it is good to learn. Yeah. I mean, being able to speak really good keigo, like when you're in a business situation and you can, because a lot of Japanese actually mess up business keigo and stuff like that, and it end up coming off unprofessional. So if you can master that, yeah, then people will think you're a badass. Because yeah. you'll, yeah, you'll be talking yeah, to yeah, a yeah. shacho of a company and you'll know exactly how like to use the appropriate words. And then, you know, it just really comes off really well. And then from there, when you break down to the informal with the shacho, once you get to know them, then you're a super badass because you just went for, you know how to be polite and then you know how to be friendly when you, you know. Right, you right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to be able to do that. I will be yeah, able to do hard. that. hard. That's uh, the Ninja Warrior <laughs> level. Five years or so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, that's, that's Japan to me. That's what I, I just felt at home immediately. I felt immediately at home when I got here or when yeah. I got to Japan. I felt like, yeah, this is the place this has been missing for my life. The aesthetics, the uh, everything. Yeah, no, I just think it's interesting how you, yeah, how, what did we, what was the word we came to? That not, not just comfortable, but how you, what did I say? Or what did you say? What had you said? Like, how you, not found yourself, but. Um, oh, the discovery? The, yeah, but no. you didn't have to oh. be anything because, oh, oh what was it? Yeah. I didn't have to fit in. I didn't have to try to fit in. Oh, I see. I think I said it was liberating or something. Yeah. It was very liberating. Yeah. Very liberating. Very liberating. That's a perfect word. It was very liberating. I could like leave my house. And because of the fact that I like Susie and the Banshees and I like, you know, the Cocktail Twins, you know, these are quote unquote things that black people don't like in America. This is kind of music that black people mm -hmm. don't listen to in America. Yeah. 
but I can just like be. The, that is change. Uh, that is change. I, I think if you if if we were in a time machine and your American experience when you were in your twenties or whatever when it was was now, I think you'd experience that very differently. Like now with yeah, I know. the internet and the podcast, man. And like look, even look at NBA players and the fashion they wear when they walk around. Like they're like nerdy now. They're all wearing glasses yeah. and tight suits and shit. <laughs> like, like, like I think like what it means to be black is a lot less pigeonholed now. Like people like yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. get it. I get that. And you know, you for know, me, people are tattooing D and D for life on their you know their chest, and D and D ain't even hip these days. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. You know, I'm joking. Um, but like, yeah, it's... I I totally agree with you. Um, but but in my day, yeah, in my era, uh, it was a big deal. It yeah, was a big I understand. Deal. You know, someone like you know, I'll give an example. Um, or another example. You know, you know Trevor Noah, right? Mm-hmm. Trevor Noah is from the media from South Africa. He yeah, does yeah. The Daily Show. When yeah. I I tried to do stand up comedy, right, and mm-hmm. my stand up was comparable to Trevor Noah's stand up. This was in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, I can see that. Some and of the, then, I've, I've read his, I've read his memoir, and some of the his early life stuff had a similar tone to your stuff, right? But, yeah, right. And he and I back in those days, Def Comedy Jam dominated. So if your motherfucker was not coming out of your mouth every other line as a as an African comedian in America, as an African American comedian, or as a black comedian in America, you I couldn't reach black people. Mm. But white people, I killed. Once I got on the stage and I start, start talking about my international experiences, uh, my experiences living in the UK, growing up in Jamaica, living in America, I killed. Right? So someone like Trevor Noah, 20 years ago in the 90s, could not have made it in America as a black or half black person. Yeah. Right? And so, yeah, I understand the times have changed. That's why I wanted to, I'm so happy for him. That he's come thus far. Yeah, me too. But, I think it's great. I mean, I think multi multiracialism, and I, and I just don't mean this by color of skin, but I almost want to say multiracial culturalism, kind of, you know, a hodgepodge. It's something that's very near and dear to me as a, you know, quote unquote biracial, biracial person. person, right? Yeah. 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 Um, you know, multicultural. So it's, and I, I grew up with some of what you had too, like, you know, like just. You're not black my, enough. My, yeah, my black classmate you, going, like, you're not really black. Like, no, okay, you know thank you. Or even yeah. people from, like, yeah. random-ass countries, like my buddy from Iran, which um, is like, you know, like, this is what I think you are. And it's like, stop telling me what I am. Just, right, okay, right, right. think whatever you want, but right. leave me alone about it. Stop telling me what my identity is. It's like, right, I'm like can right, you right. please stop? And he just goes, no, 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 could you please stop? I'm asking you nicely. I'm not telling you to change your mind. Just shut up. You know, like. Right, oh, right, like, right, they, like, right. They would insist and look at you like, "Why are you upset?" Because I'm telling you who you are. Okay, Arab. I, I think I said that to him because Iranians yeah. are Persian. They're not Arab. And I, right, right, I'm right. not. I'm not. I'm not an Arab. Exactly. Right. And I look at him. He right. goes, like, "Okay," and he just looked away. You know, it's like, "Okay." We had to go through all that for you to stop. <laughs> for you to understand, yeah. Oh. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna teach my daughter that she's an American of. Jamaican and Japanese descent. I or she's a Jamaican, Japanese American. Does it matter what I think? No, but I am down with that. Yeah. I think that's that's gonna be a great identity. Yeah, because you know, those are the she'd be carrying the passports to represent those identities and she'll understand that she's not just Japanese. She won't be able to fit in like Japanese people. She wouldn't be able to have straight hair and fair skin and you know, she she'll understand that 
she's not Japanese. Mm-hmm. She's not just Japanese. You know, she's 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 different. Yeah. From 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 everybody else. Yeah, there, there's a lot there's a lot more growing acceptance. I've talked to other people, you know, of uh, raising their children in Japan and how a lot of the schools and places now, the teachers and the people around are making a lot more effort and it's definitely a lot mm. more and the generation of kids like even my girlfriend's kids like like they're almost like they'll watch a movie and they'll be like the black character got shot and they'll be like sad <laughs> they're so cute ah. yeah and and i think one time the, the oldest daughter was at you know odaiba the shopping place and some yeah heard some overheard some comment by japanese people like there's so many Chinese people here or something like that. And she was like, that's racist. And like, she was so upset. She was so upset about it. She was just like, mm. is that, yeah. are the kids full Japanese or are they half? Yeah, they're full are Japanese, they but you know, oh, okay. their, their mom taught them right. And just, um, you know, there's just and a different generation. Either? I think even my friend's kid, he's half like white Australian Japanese and they're in Australia. And he was saying like, they go to, they have like school lunch potlucks and, you know, the, the kid of Sri Lankan background brings curry to school and another kid brings he brings sushi right. that his mom made and nobody's right. like, That's stinky, what's that? Everyone's like, Hey, let's let's eat. Right, uh, right, right, like, right, right. Yeah, I, I totally this generation. I, I'm, glad yeah. that, I'm glad that things have changed. And I think that yeah. I think that Xion, my daughter, will actually have a very positive experience. More so in Japan than she would have in the US, I think. Besides, you know, well, I think America yeah, is a very think- pocketed place. If you can land in, if you can get the right job and have the right economic circumstances yeah. to live in one of the liberal islands, I think it's a lot different. I mean, we, we, we do live in a very liberal environment. We live in Marin County near San Francisco. Uh, you know, predominantly white, 80% white, well, there's, educated, there's high your, income. Here's your problem. You live in a white place. I'll stop. Uh, I'm joking. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, a lot of people will say that it's a problem, but I don't think it's a problem because I'm not into... Diversity is not really important to me. If I were, you know, if I were concerned about diversity, I wouldn't be moving back to Japan. So diversity, yeah, but I think, diversity in America, in the American social context, is important for things like how you're accepted and your opportunities yes. and who you yes, see doing successful that. things. And yeah, I understand that. But for me, for raising my child, diversity is not important. I think the more important thing is that I can counter the lack of diversity by engaging with my child regularly, constantly, e- just eternal engagement. Okay. I don't know. As, as, as a person who grew up <laughs> mixed race, I, yeah, I, I, get, I get what you're saying. And I look, I think Japan's a great place to raise your child. I'm definitely no argument. But I think, you know, the worst case scenario, mm-hmm. my child, she'll, she'll be, she'll be bi- bilingual. You know, I can't get that bilingual. I can't get I 100% bilingual. Yeah, I understand that. There's, and that's a form of diversity. I'm just saying, like, for me, I just think diversity is a very important principle. Maybe we just have a different take in that from our experiences in life and things like that. I just find exactly. I think, exactly. I think diversity makes so many things better. I mean, I think diversity is the strength that we have today as a lot of us as whatever minority whatever minority group we're in whether that's a sexual minority but there are some or, disadvantages to diversity right i mean every, look, look at american I mean, society look at, look at american society look at how diverse yeah but that's, diverse that's american people society is. fighting against it you're gonna have a lot of people living together i'd rather yeah, have a country no, not, no, no, no. Hmm. no i don't think that it's it, it stems from people fighting against diversity i think it stems from the innate 
factors of diversity. Diversity brings about different ideas, right? And diversity brings about varying aspects and thought processes and perception. Mm -hmm. And so you, it's difficult for people to cooperate. When diversity. Yes and no. No, but diversity no, also don't brings innovation. Don't get me don't get me wrong. I am mm -hmm. not knocking diversity. Diversity is good, right? Okay. But I'm just saying that for me and raising my child, diversity is not a factor that I consider. Otherwise, I would not be moving into Japan. Or well, back to Japan. There's there is some diversity in Japan too. I mean, I think that's a little bit. Um, yes, is it ethnically homo largely homogenous? Of course, but there's obviously there's expat community. There's people of you know multi, uh, mixed descent. There's uh, diversity in other aspects of class and you know like interests yes. and backgrounds. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just. Uh, I mean, you know. Okay. I. It's like. I just think, you know, I think maybe for you that might be true, but I just think diversity for any person being exposed to diversity is what makes a person more tolerant of different cultures, but also makes them able to yes, uh, I agree with support that. their own ideas and argue their ideas in a constructive, peaceful manner and to learn and grow and also teach. So, yeah, I mean, you know, whatever. I agree. I agree. We're on the same page. I agree. But mm -hmm. I'm just saying that personally, because I have a child now, Mm -hmm. It's not a factor that I consider in when it comes to the the benefit and betterment of my child. I mean, Jamaica is not a diverse society, right? It's predominantly it's predominantly African, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's ninety five percent African. The other five percent is you know every, everybody else, but it's not very diverse. Would you raise so, your child? But why won't you raise your child in Jamaica then? Because I I don't like Jamaica. I don't like being in Jamaica. Uh, I think Jamaica as a society is, is too conservative, and uh, I'm not Christian. I'm an atheist. So you know this. You know Jamaica has the most churches per square mile in the world. I, you know I'd be just bombarded by this old God yeah. Jesus and simultaneously thing a and, high crime and murder rate. Did, yeah, yeah. I was going to get to that. There's yeah. a yeah. there's a large murder there's a high murder rate yeah. in jamaica right and i don't know if my child would be safe or we would be safe we'd be targeted because right. we would be returning yeah so um for me and, and her mother is not jamaican so her mother's i understand and... that that was largely a um, hypothetical but like a you know discussive question i i i, I can, right yeah um yeah, I don't know. I just think diversity, to some degree of diversity, some forms of diversity, you know, some amount of diversity benefits everyone. Uh, I agree. I agree with you. I agree. And I agree remember, with you. you're gonna, like, she's going to grow up in the world. I think you might find diversity kind of, you know, the Japanese are utoshi or, you know, in the way of your, your master plan in, 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 you know, raising your family. But for her, as she inputs the world, I think diversity is important. So yeah, you know. yeah, I, I'm not disagreeing with you, Terrence. I'm not. I'm I'm agreeing with you. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that it's not something that it's not in my top five uh, criteria. That's criteria. for you, though. What about for her? For, well, like, for me, it's a weird thing where you've experienced diversity in your life. And then you have now the luxury to go, yeah, I need this safe, undiverse pocket so I can have raise my daughter. And yet diversity is 
going to be one of the most valuable tools in her. she's a diverse person if you can't as as you know as a person of mixed culture and mixed heritage and right there's no if she's not with other people if she's always if it's just this japan land which there's you know you can still find diversity within that but i mean let's just say broadly speaking i don't i think that's okay all right let, i think let, that's let me, a I'm tougher not, issue than i'm not being clear i'm not being okay. clear i'm not discounting any of what you're saying mm -hmm. and i'm not planning on not exposing my child to diversity right mm -hmm. she will be exposed to diversity to the best of my ability in japan mm -hmm. to the she will be exposed to diversity to the to the extent that she can in japan right i'm simply saying that <clears throat> when i sit down and develop some criteria for where i want to raise my child right diversity is not on the list the di the priority of diversity is low but Fair she enough. will experience diversity in japan because mm -hmm. yeah she's half black half yellow she's gonna have to yeah. i think it's important that she she interacts with other people like her i think that she interacts with diverse people with different ideas i understand what i'm saying when i set out to figure out where to raise my child uh i don't think about diversity but the, you know she's going to be exposed to diversity in japan sure that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying i'm not saying that it's not good it, diversity is good diversity for my child is good diversity for your children are good is good uh, diversity for you diversity for everybody is good i'm just saying that at this point deciding where to raise my child whether in the u.s or or japan those are the two countries right now um you know i have an uncle who who mentioned the whole diversity thing to me he's like you go back to japan it's not diverse enough blah blah and your child is is biracial and she's gonna count a lot of bullying that's not a problem to me because i think that engaging your child regularly about social dynamics and why these things are happening and how to counter them and how to accept them and how to fight against them and when to fight and when not to fight that kind of engagement i think is more important than the ideal of diversity that's all i'm saying i hear you you still there you still there i'm here i just think kids spend uh, eight hours a day at school in a society that school, you yeah. have no control over and um, it matters who's around them. So that's all I'm just trying to say. Yeah, uh, I agree. And I agree. I grew up in I that. Agree. I grew up in something. Well, I didn't go to Japanese school, so it's not really. I'm not a fair example. But as an adult, I struggle. You felt very. You might feel very comfortable. You experienced a. a, a what did what did we say? A liberalized liberalization. Is that what we say? Freedom. Yeah. Freedom. Yeah. 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 But right. there's some other word. Yeah. Anyway liberating liberating yeah okay liberating. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there and not there so it's like itching my brain i'm like eh. <laughs> you you experienced the uh, liberation um i have not always felt that way here i think part of that is because i'm half japanese and so what i've often felt is an anger about not being accepted so, really really yeah. uh but what, how did, what was the engagement with your for example your father like it's, did your father explain to you why you weren't accepted? Did you, your parents look, explain to you? I mean, the thing about it is that yes and no. I mean, in a sense that I, I didn't grow up going to Japanese school. So my friends were, you know, on the, 
everything was an American school, military base, and it's a very diverse. There's other, you know, half Japanese, half American kids. There's Americans. There's of also of different races, of different like you know. I had a lot of Filipino friends growing up. A few uh, people of like Mexican, Latino, Latino right, descent. Right, right, right. So it was a very diverse like m- microcosm of America within the base. But that wasn't mm-hmm. really the issue. Sometimes the issue was because my for a lot of the kids, they you know, some of the other kids also had Japanese parents. Uh, like mom was Japanese is a you know common. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, but, that's usually the common uh, arrangement. But um, it's well, it's statistically not true in overall Japan. Actually, more Japanese men marry in- internationally than there's a reason. Oh, for yeah, that, because a lot of farmers are married. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. When you just look at the Japanese urban Japanese. landscape and then you just see, ooh, you see all these Japanese women with foreign guys, then you think. But anyway, um, it's one of those yeah. interesting, yeah. you know, sociological phenomena. Right. Uh, yes. 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 Anyway. So, like, for me, a lot of my growing up was the thing that my mom, not only was my mom Japanese, my mom was a Japanese person who, to this day, doesn't, her mastery of the English language is not, you know, she doesn't have the highest English language skill. So I communicate to her in Japanese. She, uh, she, you know, she tried to add American cultural elements to me and my brother's lives. You know, we always had big Christmases. We did Thanksgiving. She'd do those things, but she'd also make me, you know, a bento box to take to school. So right. I always that was where like people go, oh, you're not really American or you're not that black or whatever. You know, you, you're more Japanese and where my friends around me would say things like that. But that's what I grew up with as far as uh, being a kid. I did live off the base for a couple of years when I was in elementary school and I had Japanese friends. and I had a good time. They accepted me. Um, it was fine. But. As I came back to Japan as an adult, and you know, as I, you know, as as an undergraduate, I studied in a, in the states. I studied about race issues and right, civil right. rights and some uh, that and political science and those kind of things. So when I came to Japan as a you know exchange student and a university student, it was, um, you know, this sense of well, people would see me and just not think. I mean, a lot of people wouldn't even guess that I'm even half Japanese. So right, they would right, be like, right. "Oh, your yeah. mom's Japanese." I'm like, "Okay, I've been, I've been talking to you in Japanese, and like, what do I think I look like?" I get, I know it's confusing, but you had no inkling. Like, there was no possibility. In other words, because I don't look Japanese in the pure sense, it was I, I'm, I was essentially guessed as zero Japanese. They didn't even like. Here's an interesting phenomenon: when I meet Filipinos. They always ask me if I'm half Filipino, and I love it. I'm like, they, like, they know I'm different, but they're willing to go, I can see some connection where this person might be connected to me. Their, their, their notion of their identity feels open. It feels welcoming. And I, you know, I go, you know, sadly, no. You know, I laugh, you know, no, thank you, but no, I'm not, I'm not Filipino. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. My but daughter, I'm always, I'm always flattered by it. Rather than this Japanese too. thing where like, huh, your mom is Japanese? I'm like, really? Okay. I mean, I'm not saying you had to. I get it. You just look at me. If we're not in Japan and I'm in just some part, other part of the world, yeah. it's very hard to guess what I, half I am. Most people get like some black because somehow black is easy to. Well, the African out. is very is very yeah. salient. Yeah. yeah, but uh, you know, and obviously the thing about Asia is there's a lot of Asians, so they could probably guess that I'm half black and half some kind of Asian. But it's hard to. Yeah, right. obviously I could be right. half Chinese. Right. I could be half Korean. I could be 
surprised. Yeah, any number of you know Asian identities. So it's just interesting that like for Japanese people, there's no like that. This doesn't even come to their mind a lot of times. It's like that possibility because Japanese is a pure designation. It's not a multicultural designation. So I mean, it it has aspects. From a visual standpoint, you don't meet you you don't meet the archetype of someone who's half Japanese. You don't have that so, visual. I mean, for me, the African genes are more dominant. Well, no, I don't think it's about the African genes being more dominant. It's, it's not. That's, I don't think that's true. I think it's just that I'm not pure Japanese. You're, it's zero or a hundred. Yeah, that's what being Japanese is. And that's the struggle that people who are and, half and, or... And that's, you, know, that's... you know... And then what frustrates yeah, me about this? Those, so those dynamics. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Can you hear me? I'm yeah, I hear up. you. I'm driving now. Oh, okay. No, I said I'm looking, I'm looking forward to those those that dynamic when I get back to Japan. I'm looking forward to dealing with that with my daughter. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 person who has to deal with it is not always looking forward. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be. I don't know. I just think like, I I. Here's here's a just here's a maybe a perspective to to give out uh, is that when I realized that with my dad that my dad can of course my dad is like my senpai when it comes to being black in the world and he you know has experienced things one I'll things I'll never experience and things I'll never experience to the degree he's experienced them. Right. Right. And it, but to realize that he basically has no understanding of what it means to be a person who's black, but also Japanese. You know, right. like, I, like I intellectually knew that, but when I remember, I can't remember what the conversation was or what it was exactly. But when my dad said something, I just went, Oh, we're not the same. I mean, we're, you know, we're obviously not the same person, but we're not the same designation. Right, and that was right, so right. interesting. Yes. And it's so I just think like that's what's going to be for your daughter. Your daughter's going to turn to you one day and go, hmm, this guy's been in Japan for a long time, but he's zero Japanese. He's not. There's something that you're yeah. not going to get. And she may never say this to you. And you may never have an open conflict or an open discussion about this. But there's something that's just going to go mm, when you realize your parent doesn't quite, you know. I, I, I don't. Think I really don't think that there is nothing that I'm not going to understand about no, that dynamic. No, I understand no, it clearly. No, no, it's not an intellectual exercise. You'll never experience it. How they're treating her, her experiences. I'm. I understand. I'm but you'll never that. experience it in the same I, identity as her. No, it's just, no, that's like I saying. Won't. That's like I saying. Won't. I when, won't experience it as her. Yeah, but that's like saying. That's like saying. Yeah, of course. Her. But that's like saying. Like I truly can connect to uh, what it feels like when a woman is discriminated in, uh, uh, on her, uh, based on her gender because I've experienced racial discrimination. We can get re- we'll get really close I and know you, having experiences right. is great for empathy, but it's just not the same. But it's different, yeah. yeah. I know, I know. I, I, just, I, know. I just want you to know totally this understand. is a little bit of a slightly sad fact that you'll always have... The, it, I think you'll you'll be a great dad. You'll make that gap as small as possible, but there's always going to be a little bit of that gap. It just exists. It's a, it's this. It's a. But you know, but you know, Terrence. Yeah. But here's the situation. Here's the situation regarding childhood. Childhood is difficult. Whether you live in a diverse environment 
or whether you live in a homogeneous environment. Mm -hmm. I live, I come from Jamaica. When I was a child, I was teased incessantly about my complexion. I was teased incessantly about the size of my lips. And I was teased by other, other Jamaicans of mm -hmm. African descent. Yeah. I, I was teased incessantly about my hair. I was teased incessantly about my Africanness, right? So, and if I were light-skinned, I would have been teased incessantly about my light-skinnedness. Yeah. And if I, I, I was teased incessantly about my eyes, right? So, because my eyes look Asian, I have no Asian blood in me. Kinda. I was called Japo when I was a yeah. child. Yeah. Right? So a child is going to encounter all manner of things. So if the child is like perfectly racially, you know, constructed, there is going to be something that yeah, the child I, is going to be yeah, teased about. All I'm trying to trying to say in is in any that society. I'm just trying to express my unique experience I had as a biracial kid that's all and in that i was surprised and yeah, very but, but I, and very moved by you telling me you were liberated riding the train while i always felt like i'm never good uh, enough right. for these people i'm never japanese enough right and so and then it always right. and that bothered me I, that bothered me because i felt like let me interrupt you because second, how you change the situation second, second. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, wait 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 Think a pin Think a pin right one second the, the, the term you use never good enough, never Japanese enough, right? I'm going to explain to my child that Japanese, she's Japanese and two other things. So yeah, there parents is going did that to be, too. It's not, it's okay. going to be futile. Yeah, yeah uh, okay. I know it's going to be hard. I know it's going to be hard. I'm just trying to express an experience. I'm just trying to express so an ex experience that I don't, that you didn't have. So that's all I wanted. That's all I'm trying to do. I, I know, get, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I understand that, that it's going to be difficult. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, yeah. right? But I'm going to try to show her the positive aspect about being biracial and about being Japanese, Jamaican, American, Japanese, American, Japan. Yeah, I, or, yeah, I know. Or American, Japanese, Jamaican, right? Oh, I'm going to try to highlight all the time the positive aspects of that and where she differs from everybody else and how she should embrace her difference and how mm. we're grooming leaders. We're grooming a leader. Like, you know, she doesn't have to follow everybody. You mm. know, everybody can follow her. She could be the leader of the, of the pack, yeah. that kind of thing. And accepting herself the way she is, accepting her hair and her complexion. And, you know, she can, we can come to her school as her show and tell day, right? It'll be your mom and her dad. This is my father. He's from Jamaica. This is my mother. She's from Japan. And these are my three passports that I have. And I'm X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And I embrace that. So I'm going to try to teach her how to embrace herself. We're going to go to Jamaica, hopefully fairly regularly. Go to America fairly regularly. Go to the UK. You can meet their family in the UK fairly regularly. So she can understand that, wow, you know, wow, I have all these international experiences. And I have this. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I get it. And, I'm gonna, I would do that for my children, child, too. I just think you our power as parents is not quite as i don't i think our power as parents are, it's not quite as strong as you think it is so i'm just saying it's going to be an interesting journey that's Actually, all i wanted I to do say under, i do appreciate that it's, it's weak you know eight hours outside and, with their peers and yeah. a few hours with us at home but it, it would be more effective in japan than it would be in america i know okay i think the other thing is i think 
this decision to go to Japan and raise your child in Japan is something you thought about and is very important to you. And I think it might be coming off as if I'm arguing for you to stay in America, which I'm not at all. No, 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 it's not coming off anyway. It's not coming off anyway, Terrence. I'm not okay. interpreting this anyway. We're just having a dialogue. We're just having dialogue. I have no, I'm not saying, I'm not, I don't think that you are trying to inveigle me into thinking a certain way or influence me into thinking. No, 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 it doesn't come off anyway. You're telling me about your experiences. I'm telling you about my experiences. And I'm, you're telling me about your experiences with your, with your girlfriend's children and your experiences growing up in Japan, uh, living in Japan. I'm telling you about my observation of Japan, having lived there, and, and wh what my plans are for my bi biracial child. That's it. That's Sounds it. good. I know. I hear I, you. And we're, we're influencing each other. I mean, you know, I, you, your biracial experiences, I want to hear them because my child is biracial and I want to know how I could best help her to to you know traverse the territory in japan you know yeah. what but then again there's a generational difference right so what good what would be what you would experience you know 30 years ago yeah 25 years yeah, ago of course she might be different from her experiences yeah, you know, five years from now completely or, it might be completely different well, also you know what? like about a year people are different you know, you may, I mean, she may be the, just the most preternaturally self-adjusted person and just, you know, how many fucks given? Zero. I'm good. You never know. You know? So, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's may, the kind of person that I'm going to be raising. Well, well, okay. That's the kind of person I'm going to well, be raising. Well, you hope, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 think, I think, I, I think I, we have an interesting, I, slightly fundamental uh, differentiation on how we view the world and our power in the world, but. I, I, I hope that's what you have, but I don't know if you have that much power to dictate that. That's all I've got to say. But that just might be me and my <laughs> you know, lack of willfulness, and you're just more willful than I am, which is probably a good thing. Uh, it's just interesting. I think it's a Jamaican parent to be. Yeah, it's like, the, the world might, it might rain tomorrow, and my umbrella will never leak rain. I'm like, okay, but what if someone steals your umbrella? I will make an unstealable umbrella. I love it. <laughs> Yeah. No, I need, I need more of that. I like your force of will, man, is, is pretty, it's amazing, man. It's, it's awe-inspiring. Well, you know, Terrence, that's how I've had to survive. But, you know, I, I think I have a, an interesting, I, I think I have a really good perspective on life and social dynamics and the world. And at 56 years old, you know, I've, I've, I've survived, right? Yeah. And I know... I've been developing observation skills since I was a child because I, like I said, I grew up on this cult and I wasn't allowed to interact with anybody. All I was allowed to do was observe. So my observation skills are pretty, 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 it's well honed, I think. So I'm just going to put those skills to use and I'm pretty confident that I'll, and if I'm failing, I'll say I'm failing and I'll seek help. You know, I'll, I'll seek nice it'll know, be, collaboration. It'll be. I mean, awesome I'm going to be collaborating you. with my wife anyway. I, yeah. Oh, she's your best collaboration partner, man. You can't ask for right, better. Right. We made this child together, so yeah. you know we're going to be uh, on the same page. So with with regard to raising her in Japan. Mm -hmm. So Go actually, ahead. a little bit about the future. Excited. I'm personally excited. When when are you guys planning on coming to Japan? When's that? March that March 16th. Oh, okay. March yeah, you had 16th. mentioned. Nice. Um, where, where, where are you going, where are you uh, coming to? Well, we're going to land in Kobe. We're going to land, you know, um, uh, ready? 
Kung Fu, yeah, yeah. We're going to be at uh, Kansai Airport. Um, her parents are from Suma, you know, mm-hmm. from Suma. So we're going to be in Kobe initially. But, you know, I was thinking of Kyushu, man. I, I like Kyushu. I love Fukuoka. Fukuoka's a great town. Uh, yeah. Um, so we're going to land in Kobe and travel around Japan to see where we, we want to settle, you know, maybe Hiroshima. Uh, but but it's, it seems like there's an 80% chance that it's probably going to be Kobe anyway. Okay. Because that's yeah. where her parents are. Yeah. And I like Kobe. I love yeah, Kobe. Yeah, I do too. Kobe's yeah. a good town. Um, yeah. Ah, well, you know, you don't have to come settle here, but definitely c- come come visit a brother in Tokyo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've come to Kanto. I don't want to live in Kanto anymore, man. I don't want to live in Tokyo anymore. Yeah. Uh, I think Kanto people are, I think Kanto and Kansai are diametric opposites. Interesting. Yeah, my eight years in Tokyo, I think the thing is, well, yeah, I mean, I either had friends I've always known from a long time ago here, and, you know, those are your lifelong friends, so that's fine. Right, um, right. Or, like, I, look, I, I work at a place that's very has people from all over Japan and the world, so that's fine, too. Right. And then right. all my other friends are, like, you know, you and whoever I keep in touch with, you know, via the internet, and my friends, my friends from Kansai and people from Kansai who've also moved to Tokyo. So I haven't really like, I do also kind of feel more comfortable in the, the cultural, you know, norms of, of Kansai, but yes, but I don't, I don't need to, Tokyo is such a big, it's almost, it's, it's international, but it's also intranational. You know, it's the, it, everything yes, in yeah, Japan yeah, yeah. I is, get it. is here. So I don't feel, I, yeah. I totally agree with you on the East West, kind of you know culture battle lines i'm on that side too but <laughs> but, uh, but it's not like if you have it's it's not as bothersome as i thought it would be like it would like right, i'm gonna say Aaron, this and you know, get canceled i would not want to live in saitama but ah, me neither <laughs> is that where that's where you were right isn't that wasn't that your one of your experiences i, I, was, in, I was ibaraki I was oh ibaraki, ibaraki. Right? Yeah. But but I wouldn't want to live in Ibaraki either. Yeah. But being in America over the last two and a half years, I would take Saitama and Ibaraki over being in America right now. Hey man, it's not that it's a you know a hop skip the train ride to Tokyo, so it's not like you can't get yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the yeah. Kanto area, I kind of like Kanagawa. It's you know it's kind of nice place. Yeah, but, yeah. But yeah, um, I mean you know Kansai. I mean even if you take out personal preference and bias. It's the heartland of Japan. It's the oldest culture, the ancient capitals. You know, the 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 dialect is older. It, it was had cities and civilization for longer. Like right, right, right. Know. So well, I didn't know that. I didn't. Yeah, I know you. I, I, yeah, the vibe is just completely different. The, the, yeah. the people are different. The, the the warmth is different. The temperature, the weather is different. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm 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 more Kansai is more California, and Kanto is more New York. Right? I get it, and I, hate I agree New York. with that. I agree with that uh, descriptor. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'd much rather be living in California. So it's my California away from California. It's my California yeah. in Japan. Um, so yeah, so we're gonna be landing in Kansai. Uh, nice. Go and uh, we're gonna explore, and we'll, we'll probably end up in Kansai. Probably end up in Kobe. Hyogo, Hyogo Ken. Hyogo Ken. Uh, maybe yeah. Osaka. Maybe Osaka, yeah. I enjoy, I enjoy having fun in Osaka. I don't think I'd want to live in Osaka. <laughs> yeah, me too. I prefer. I, I, I prefer like the. Ov- you prefer. 
I prefer Kobe. I don't like yeah. the aesthetics of Osaka. I don't like yeah. Osaka's aesthetics. I don't like it as a city. I like the people and the vibe and the energy in that aspect, but I don't like it as a living place, maybe is the way to put it. Right. Yeah. Yes, I agree with you. I, I, I agree with you. And in that sense, Except- like Tokyo has been really comfortable. Tokyo is a nice place to live. Like it's a nice city. You know, whatever you can say about the culture and maybe the over urbanization and the crowds. It's it's comfy. Um, yeah, but I, when I lived in, I lived in Tama. Mm-hmm. I love Tama. I actually, if I were going to live in Tokyo again, I'd have to live in Tama. I love Tama. I don't isn't know if you've Tama been to Tama. In, you know? Isn't it in Kanagawa? Like south? No, just, no, no. no. It's, it's west. It's west Tokyo. Oh, uh, uh, okay. It's uh, the Keo, Keo line. Oh, uh, okay. Side. Yeah. Yeah, that's a nice uh, area. West Tokyo is nice, actually. It's where... Yeah, uh, I love... Yeah. Uh, the famous... Uh, the really popular place. Kichijoji. Really famous. Kichijoji. Suburb. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I love West Tokyo. Yeah. Um, so that's a, that's a, an option too. It that's a thinker happen. for raising a family. West Tokyo is a little bit expensive, but a nice place to raise no, a family. Oh man, Tama was cheap. Ah, uh, yeah, Tama out that cheap. far. Maybe I'm thinking more like Kichijoji area, <laughs> but if you get, yeah. Yeah, Tama was cheap compared okay. to, you know, I, was, I had a, 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 a two bedroom, uh, a one bedroom apartment for mm-hmm. 65,000 yen. Oh, that's, yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. In a yeah. nice, woodsy very tree-lined environment uh very yeah green uh, is, is tama near hachioji i don't think i've ever been out to tama uh tama is before hachioji okay uh, i think hachioji is further west if it's on the ko line then it's before kichijoji too because kichijoji is the yes. end of the line oh, okay oh okay yeah yeah uh wait wait what did you say Han? uh hachioji is on is on a kichijoji. different line from from tama Kichijoji uh, yeah, but, so, or, but but anyway, Hachi, what, what did you say? Hachioji or Kichijoji? Okay, there's both of them. Hachioji is further out, and I've heard yeah, kind of mixed yeah. things about Hachioji, but Kichijoji Hachi is the know. really popular, nice place. Like, yeah, it's yeah, on the Hachioji's, end of the KO yeah. line. Right, right. Hachioji is Inaka, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Hachioji is far out. It's, it's, cent, it's central Tokyo prefecture, like, truly central in the middle, middle of the prefecture. Right. Like, yeah. Right. So, all right. Um, I just want to give you a heads up. We're going to drive across the Golden Gate Bridge. All right. Well, I think this is a good point to bring it to a close. As you, you're going to drive across. That's awesome. It's weird to like, you're in the car, we're doing a podcast, and you're about to drive across the Golden Gate Bridge. Something about that really cool. I don't know what's cool about it, but somehow it feels kind of cool. Where are you guys going? I know. By the way, where are you going? You going home? Is that? We're going home. You were in. You were in the city for the day, or? We were in. Uh, on the peninsula, um, south of San Francisco, maybe about okay. 25 miles in San Mateo. Oh, and yeah. we, live, we live about 20 miles north of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So we got to cross the Golden Gate Bridge to go back home. And when oh, we cross nice. the Golden Gate Bridge, there might not be any signal, but definitely as we get into Inaka, because I live in Inaka, I sent you some pictures, um, there won't be any signal. When we get to places like San Geronimo, San Anselmo, Fairfax, uh, that area ah, no worries if it goes it goes i'll just wrap up we'll myself. don't worry about it i think we could yeah. consider the main conversation closed anyway and we're just having a nice banter so but yeah. it's definitely great yeah. to have you on man and Thanks hopefully this zoom the zoom call uh internet quality is good i hope your voice works out when i go in the post yeah 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 yeah. But, i mean you're recording right so let me know yeah. how it turns out and if you need to do it again if you need to do it again uh, just <laughs> let me know thanks man uh, but the the connection's been great yeah, it's totally stable. Yeah. This is not always the case, especially you're driving around in a car and, you know, 
on the other side of the earth. It's pretty cool. Especially in America. Usually cell service sucks here. Usually the calls would have been the call would have been dropped like many, many times by now. But I guess they're improving. They're yeah. you know. So why'd you end up now. out in you're not you're in San Mar- Mar- Marin. I was I'm getting confused with you just said San Mateo, so my brain went it's not San Mateo, but San Mateo's in right. my head. San Marin. No, San no, Marin. I, I'm yeah. in Marin. I'm in Marin. Yeah, Marin. I Marin. live in Marin. Live you live in Marin. Marin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just in San Mateo. In San Mateo. Yeah, I got that. I was just confusing Marin and San Mateo just out of my own head. Uh, you, you're saying, why did I, how did I end up in Marin? Marin, or yeah. Marin? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, Marin is my home. In, Marin is my Japan in America, man. It just looks like Kyushu. Have you, yeah, had you it, been there before? Is this, is this a, you, oh, Marin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Marin, uh, yeah, we've, we've, we've always been here. Okay. Um, we've always, um, when, when we're here, this is where we are. I've never been to that other side of the of the Golden Gate Bridge. I always look at when I I've been to San Francisco a few times, the Bay Area a few times. I've been I've been in Oakland, but that's via the Bay Bridge, right? Like I've never right, I've right, never right. crossed yeah, the Golden yeah. Gate Bridge. So I always look over at the like at the end of the Golden Gate Bridge when you look from San Francisco. There's a little bit like a rolling hills. I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> well, those are the hills that we you know are and surrounding. I also think wine Beautiful. country. <laughs> Well, yeah, not quite. Not, not quite. quite. Uh, that's the Noma that's, Napa. Yeah, that's but a little I'll tell further. you what, I'll shoot you a video. I'll shoot you a video next time we cross through the day. Night, nighttime now. It's pretty dark. Next time we cross through the day, I'll shoot you a video, send it to you. And I don't know. Maybe you could, you can't, can't put it on your blog. Can you? On your vlog. You could show yeah. it on your well, if I you have, have a, a, well, I have, you know, I can put it on the Finding Japan page. I can put it on my Terry.io blog. I have a lot of places. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 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 But yeah, good. Thanks All for right, having man. me. Definitely good to catch up. Yeah. Um, good catching thanks, up. Thanks for the thanks for the support over the years, man. Definitely. Oh, uh, no, man. You're uh, you know I'm really excited to, for you guys to be coming back to Japan. I mean, yeah, you know you'll probably yeah. be in another different part of the country, but it's not a big place, and hopefully all the Corona to, you know rigmarole. You know we will have to. I will have to come to to uh, Tokyo to get my haircut anyway from Kobe. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna to have to get on, jump in the Shinkansen, and get my haircut at once a month or every six weeks. Well, you can't find a place in Kansai, man. I don't think. I don't. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But I know I, there's I'm a. Toying with, I'm toying with the idea of just letting a Japanese barber cut my hair. Well, there's that you know new salon right next to you called uh, Nozomi. Ah. Uh, <laughs> you don't get the old home cut, you know, which is the clippers. Uh, there you no. go. <laughs> I love my wife. Um, she's the mother of our beautiful child, but I'm going to have to. Yeah. You ain't, let, but, you ain't uh, letting nobody. No, yeah. only, only the qualified barber going to touch that black man's hair. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Put your clippers uh, down. <laughs> <laughs> the only time. Yeah. I let her cut my hair a couple of times if I want it scraped off. Yeah, if you just want to, anybody could do that. That's what I was kind of thinking. Yeah. You have the, you know, the you head shape. You can't fuck that up. You got you a nice head up, shape. If you need to just, the, you yeah. know, if you just need to shave just, just to clean get it rid off. of hair. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but if she has, no, no, no. I'm going to go to a legitimate barber. I'm going to go to Lee. You know Lee or Rapunky? Yeah, I think I do. I think my friend is, you know, the, the black world's not the biggest place in the world. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> I've never been, but I don't, I don't have, you know, I don't quite have nappy hair. I have wavy hair, right. but I don't have nappy right, hair. Right, right, so. right, right. So it takes some a different skill set to cut your yeah, hair. Yeah, I actually I like, to, I, I love getting my hair cut in Japan. I hate getting my hair cut in America. 
they they always want uh, you to explain it and what number of clipper things. Like, look, I'm not a barber. Just cut my freaking hair. And in Japan, which I would think they would look at me and have like their foreigner in my chair, head breakdown, even if he speaks Japanese, never have a problem. They understand. They ask. They they suss it out themselves, and they go, "This is the customer. I'll figure it out, and I'm gonna do a good job." Rather than demanding, "Hey, I need a detailed explanation from you." Look, cut my hair. Right, right, right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a Japanese barber a shot. Nappy hair, you know, like black people's hair is definitely a little bit different proposition. So I understand where you're coming from. I'm just saying, for me, who has you know hair, this kind of hair basically exists in Japan. Not everybody has it, but you know, right, right, right. It's yeah. fine, but I understand in your case, yeah. Yeah, like, I'm gonna make a video about it. I'm gonna put it on my YouTube channel. The, yeah. the day I walk into a Japanese barber and yeah. just say, "Look, you know, hit me up, break me off a, a haircut, please, yeah. to do your best ability." And uh, you, you know, never know, you know. Sometimes just walk in someplace nonchalant, don't even have much of a discussion about it. Some people are oh, just, no, no, no. Some Japanese people are cool as ice about that stuff. They won't even say anything. They'll just be like, "What do you want?" All right, <laughs> you know. Yeah. They might be shaking inside. They'd be like, I'm about to fuck this that person's hair up. Here we go. Let's go. You know? <laughs> like, uh, but, he's you no know. fucking mind to call up his friends and go, Oh, I mean, I, I think if, they, if they're just cool about it, they'll do it. If they really don't want to do it, you'll know when you step in. Uh, you'll get all, yeah. you know, and then at that point, you just leave, yeah. right? There's no, yeah. yeah that's yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, cool, 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 good. I'll keep you posted. We'll keep in touch. Be looking out. You know, All right. We'll, uh, we'll see you in a couple of months. Yeah. Is, months. The, is the baby girl, is she uh, asleep now? She uh, she's sleeping, man. She, All right, it's, nice. it's a long drive. Do we have, do we have video? Do we have... Uh, uh, you can't see. Yeah. It's kind of dark. Huh? Ah, no worries about it, man. 